Let's just remain standing and we'll go straight into the word. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Father. Except for one thing, extend your hand toward Robert since I should have done this before. Jesus. Ah, oh, Father. God, I bless you for this man, Father. He will be known as a man of God. Father, I thank you that everything that is behind him is behind him, Father. I thank you that his face will be set like flint towards you, O oh God. Father, you are transforming him, changing from the inside out, Father. I thank you, Father. There's new strength in his step, Father. There's a new authority in his life, Father. I pray he would run hard after you, God. I bless you for him, Father. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God. And they all said, Amen. Amen. Let's get into the Word. All right now. Ah, oh, Jesus. I feel, like, I feel like Captain Kirk has returned and Spock gets to sit down next week. <laughs> it's a bad analogy, I know. <laughs> there was a famine in the land, as bad as the famine during the time of Abraham. And Isaac went down to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. God appeared to him and said, Don't go down to Egypt. Stay where I tell you. Stay here. So Isaac stayed put in Gerar. I love that. He camped in the valley of Gerar and settled down there. Isaac dug again the wells which were dug in the days of his father Abraham, but had been clogged up by the Philistines after Abraham's death. And he renamed them using the original names his father had given them. One day, as Isaac's servants were digging in the valley, they came on a well of spring water. The shepherds of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's shepherds, claiming, this water is ours. So Isaac named the well Essek, quarrel because they quarreled over it. He went on from there and dug yet another well, but there was no fighting over this one, so he named it Rehoboth, wide open spaces, saying, now God has given us plenty of space to spread out in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. Isaac built an altar there and prayed, calling on God by name. He pitched his tent, and his servants started digging another well. Later that same day, Isaac's servants came to him with news about the well they had been digging. We've struck water. Isaac named the well Sheba, Oath. And that's the name of the city, Beersheba, Oathwell, to this day. Oh, Father, I love your word. Father, thank you for the water that you have been providing for us. Thank you, Father God, that your word is going to accomplish everything you are sending it to do today. We have this confidence, Father, in everything that you say. Everything that you say. So, Father, I pray we would come under your hand, under the water of the word. Father, that we would be changed. We would be transformed. That life would come, Father. 
pray everything that is mine would be forgotten and all that is yours would stand and produce fruit. And they all said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Oh my goodness. Three weeks of water. Three weeks of water. I'm just so grateful for the things that, that, that God, I feel like he's calling us up to something, don't you? Don't you feel like God, God has got purpose in the things that he's been showing us over the last couple of weeks? Um, it was so interesting. I really felt like last week, you, you guys didn't get, um, I didn't teach second service last week, but God did. God did, and it was so interesting because um, he did a whole lot in the altars last week. He did some things that probably nobody knows that he did. It's just very intimate time in the Lord, very precious. And I had, uh, I had some concerns when I left. I was like, okay, God, now some of that maybe shouldn't be streamed. <laughs> maybe, Lord, some of that shouldn't be on the Internet this week because sometimes if there are intimate moments taking place, you like for it to be just that between you and God. And, and I called um, or talked to Randy, and I said, Randy, I was thinking that, you know, we, maybe we shouldn't post this service and he started laughing he went oh god already took care of that he said the file was completely corrupted <laughs> he said i can't upload anything if i wanted to it's gone so god got your back <laughs> I, just, I just think that's extremely interesting but see we serve a very interesting god we serve a multifaceted god that is able to cover all of the bases He's able to cover them all. And so we are going to go back to go forward, if we might, because I feel like it's important. The first week when we were getting into the Word, we talked about what spiritual dehydration looks like. Do you remember that? Some of you are like, yeah, I remember. That was me. <laughs> that was me. But the, the signs of spiritual dehydration, we took a lesson from a, a physical lesson and uh, took it into a spiritual place the signs that you are becoming dehydrated physically. Number one, remember? Exactly, you are tired. The tired people remembered that. You are tired. You just don't have the energy you had before. Do you remember what the H was? Helpless. You start to feel like you can't quite touch God on your own. You need somebody else's prayers to take you through. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have definitely been there. The strength in your walk begins to, to fade. What was I? See, more of you remembered that one. <laughs> That's because you were nudging husbands and during that. You're irritable. You need Jesus. You need some word. Um, irritable. You begin, you're not quite yourself. It's like the Snickers commercial. You become irritable and you're just not quite yourself and you need some words. Some of, we got some Roseanne bars in the congregation. No, maybe not. Um, R, restless in your thought life. You're not able to just settle down, calm your mind and, and go to that peaceful place in him because your mind's just racing all of the time. You need some water word. You need some word of peace. Did you know that scriptures tell you that when you lie down at night, your sleep will be sweet? Some of you need that because when you lay down at night, you can't sleep because your mind just keeps racing with you. You need water. What was the tea? 
tearless. One of the signs you are physically dehydrated is that you cannot produce tears. You do not have the ability to do so. When you are spiritually dehydrated, the things that should bring you to tears, the compassion of Christ, the, the things that you see, the intercessory places that God needs to take you to in order to have you be effective, it's not there. You can't move in compassion for someone else because you're not feeling it yourself. Tearless. You need the word. You need the compassion of Christ. You need the truth of his love and how it's manifest to mankind. You need to know his heart as, as, as displayed in the scriptures so that you can become compassionate to those around you. Do you remember what the last one was? Why? Yielding. You begin to do things you wouldn't have normally done, say things you wouldn't have normally said. You are tired. You are helpless. You are irritable. You are sluggish in your responses. You are tearless. And you begin to yield to places that you wouldn't have. You are thirsty. You need the water of the word. Amen? And I hope you've begun to access that. Well, last week, what you guys didn't get, it's so interesting because of where God's taking us today, and we'll touch on it in a little bit, but what God gave you was so completely right and appropriate. But I do want to touch back on last week. A life without water, without enough word in it, that's what it looks like, thirsty. A life that is cultivating water, that is staying in the word, that is being taught, that is continually uh, pushing into the word, what you'll find is that life is um, going to be more discerning. You're going to have more discernment. You're going to step into situations and you're going to know what to do. Not because there's evidence to the left or the right, but because in God there is a discernment. There is a knowing in you that is developed by the work of the Holy Spirit and the balance of the scriptures. So you know how to behave in those situations. You become discerning. What you find is that you will be refined by that word. Those unwanted places, those undesirable attributes that you have, the dross in your life begins to be brought to the surface and moved aside. So you get discernment. You are being continually refined, sometimes by fire. We don't like that. Would that we could be refined by water? That's the option. Refined by the word. Be transformed by the word. The R-E, you are established. Established. Some that have been tossed this way and tossed that way, they find their footing, they become established in the word. He begins to put you in a firm place, a good grip on what God is, who God is, what he does, how he operates. You become established Ah, Jesus, then you are nurtured, nurtured, but not the kind of nurtured of, oh, spoiled. Come here, baby, it's okay. That's not nurturing. That's not nurturing. The kind of nurturing that God does scripturally is he, he discipline, it's, it has discipline, it has teaching in it, it leads you in the path that you are supposed to have. You are nurtured, you are trained, you are disciplined to the word. You are a nurtured child of God. The scripture in that, you know the scripture that says God, those whom he loves, he disciplines, that word is nurtures. It's the same word. It's being nurtured. The scripture that says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Same word. Same word. Discipline to begin to teach them in that word and staying steeped in the word and soaking in the word. You'll find that you are called. Your calling is made sure. 
if I get asked anything more than, the, the one question I get asked so many times more than any other question is, can you tell me what my calling is? And of course I say, go see Pastor Ronnie. And uh, go see Pastor Ronnie. He's, <laughs> go talk to him about your calling. God will establish your calling. We have so many questions. But as you get into the Word and He begins to reveal Himself to you, He also reveals you to you. When as He reveals you to you, you begin to understand, oh, that's what that gift's about. Oh, I understand, God. You want me to use this. You want me to do this. He begins to, to develop your calling. Then He encourages you in it. He encourages you. He supports you. He's like, oh, come on. You can do this. He can support you. He just begins to pour encouragement into your life through the Word. Amen? And finally, you are given depth. Remember we talked about living shallow lives? We talked about seeing a reflection, but it's only of you. You don't remember that part? Too? Oh, y'all weren't there, were you? <laughs> Sorry, that was first service. <laughs> God will give you depth. So that what you see isn't you, but what you see is Him in the reflection. To see His reflection. That, that imagery of you've got all this stuff and it's two miles wide and half an inch deep. And nothing is growing there. I'd rather have a small space that goes deep. So a drenched life is a life that is given to discernment, that is continuing to be refined. It is established on the Word. There's an understanding, there's a discipline, and a nurturing. There is a, just a depth to that life. You understand your calling. You are encouraged, and your life takes on a depth. That's what the Word of God does to you. But how do you get from thirsty to drenched? Would anybody like to know the answer to that question? I would like to know the answer to that question. And so I just begin to pray and seek the Lord. Okay, God, help me. Because there's so many, uh, there's so many directions we could go with this. Seriously, I was hoping for a word on springs. Since we are a spring house, I thought that would have been really appropriate. But where the Lord took me as I began to lay across His Word, as I began to delve into the Scriptures, He took me to this passage of Scripture in Genesis 26. And He began to teach me about wells. The very first thing He dropped into my spirit, which made no sense to me, when I just went, God, I, I want to know how to get from thirsty. I know in a practical sense what you do. you got to drink. But in, a, in this sense, Father, how do we move from this place? Because we're so used to thirst. We're so used to thirst. And he just took me to these scriptures, and the, the thing that he dropped into my spirit was there are two access points, two access points to water, a drenching water. We have rain from above, right? We have impartation, or we have existing supply. We have what's already here. We, we have the dew of heaven and the richness of earth. So we can stand under the water, which is what we did last week. That was impartation, where he just poured over us and it was sensory. We, could, we sensed his presence. There was fullness in the house and you just wanted to throw your head back and, and spread your arms wide and let him reign over you. That's impartation. Impartation uh, pours something over you. It grants something. It bestows something into your life. That's impartation. And we love that. We get it in a really good worship service. 
we are imparted to. We get it in a prayer line many times. You know, there's impartation. But then there's this thing that is called existing supply. This existing supply is completely different from this impartation. Impartation, when God pours over us, it requires only that we be in the right place at the right time. Sometimes we get an impartation just because we happen to be there. You know, some of you might not have been planning to be here last Sunday, but you were here, and then God rained, and you got wet because it rained in the house. Amen? Sometimes this impartation is positional, and you just happen to be there. Existing supply you have to access. See, the thing about impartation as well is that we need to understand that impartation is something that is part of the encouragement for you to move forward. And if you get stuck on impartation, what you will find is that you will be a conference seeker instead of a God seeker. What you find is that you will hop from church to church seeking another impartation without any depth to your life whatsoever. But see, this existing supply, it requires some work. Amen? Amen. And so God took me to Genesis 26, and I just love the repetitive nature because it is so like us. Isaac, now before we go any further, I just want you to know, some of you are sitting there going, I don't really need another well. I'm good with the well that I have. Thank you very much. I'm fine. Do you understand that Isaac, before he ever began this progression that we saw on the screen, it says that he dwelled <laughs> near the well of the oath, dwelled near the well of the God who sees me. That was where he was. If anybody had a right to go, oh, I just don't really need another well. God sees me here. It's a well of vision. I got it, God. But I love that here's Isaac. He wants to hold on to this inheritance. Abraham, the blessing of Abraham, went to his son Isaac. That's a lot of pressure. There are over 60 blessings of Abraham. If you begin to count them down, there's like 60 of them. It's like going, here's this inheritance, here's all 60 things, maintain them now. Isaac was serious about it. He wasn't perfect, he didn't get it right every time, but he set about maintaining what God had provided for him, that that had been passed down to him. I wonder, are we about the business of maintaining what God has given to us? watching over these things that requires the working of the existing supply. And so I love when Isaac says, <laughs> I love that first he needed a word, and the word was, don't go there. And what was his response? He didn't go. Some of you have had a don't go there, and you're like, well, I'm really just waiting on an answer. No, you're waiting on another answer. But God goes, don't go there, stay here. And he stayed there. And he, not only that, he said, stay here and I will bless you. So Isaac stayed there. Sometimes we need a word. In the beginning, we need a word that says stay, a word that says go, a word that plants us. And so the first thing he did, the first thing you had to do during that day and time, if you were going to establish, if you were going to settle in a new land, if you were going to take some property, the first thing you needed was a well. You needed a water supply. Until you had a water supply, you didn't own the land. Now, that, that could sink in a little bit. If you want to possess some land, you want to take some land, you're going to have to dig a well. You're going to have to dig a well. You are going to have to access the existing supply that we have at hand. And so he did that. I love that. <laughs> he goes, 
and they dig well. And I just find it humorous because sometimes we do this, we, we hit our heads against the wall so many times. They dig a well. They put, they've got a well, and, and the people say, no, that's not your well, that's our well. And instead of doing what we would do, they wanted to fight. See, when somebody wants to fight, most times we want to fight back. They want to quarrel, we can go there with them. You know, but Isaac didn't, which I think is probably why his name means laughter, because he didn't sweat the small stuff. And so they go, no, that's our well. And he, so what does it say? It does. So Isaac turned, and they dug another well. And I love that he did that. He just turned away. He didn't fight with them. He did name the well Quarrel, you know. And I think that's kind of funny, too, because he had no right to name the well. But he named it. He knew he owned it. But he let it go. Anyway, so he dug another well. Sitna. Accusation. How many of us, when we are facing accusation, do not come back? Do you know that God is your defender? Do you know that he is your defender? We cut him off. So often God would step in to defend us, but we cannot shut up long enough for him to get a word in and defend us. Oh, I used the word shut up. All the moms are going, no. We don't say shut up. Well, okay, we don't. I did. <laughs> you know, he is our defender. He is our defender. Oh, that we could get that. And I love that. What does Isaac do? Isaac turned and he went and he dug another well. Sometimes we need to dig another well. Dig another well, and I love that the one he uh, get, finally gets to, that Rehoboth, is the, the well of wide open spaces. Sometimes we need room to breathe, but we've got to have a well to do so. Amen? The thing about a well, let me just talk to you a little bit about a well, because I think it's so interesting to me. Like I said, I would have preferred probably to teach about springs or to teach about fountains, but the more I got into the Word, the more interesting it became to me, because... A spring or a fountain will rise up to meet you. And that's what we're used to in Christian circles. God, come meet me here. But see, a well, you have to dig down to access the water. You have to move to access the water. I love that the, the, the actual definition is a, is, it's a, a hole that is bur, bur, uh, bore into the ground deeply, and they used to build steps down to it. They would chisel out, it says by their uh, handiwork, by their art, they would chisel out these steps out of limestone so that they could walk down and access that water time after time. And you knew you had reached the point where the well would fill when the water began to percolate through the stone, when the water began to flow through the rock. That's what fills the well. When the water begins to perk through the rock, through the layers of the rock. Does anybody need <laughs> some water flowing through layers of the rock? <laughs> Does anybody need a well that is filled to that capacity? The importance of the well was that it declared dominion. It declared dominion. It was the landowners that dug the wells. When they, when they uh, built the wells and named them, that was their property. Kings, entrepreneurs, patriarchs dug wells. And then people accessed their wells. I don't know about you, but I want to dig a well. I want to dig a well. I want to do that. I want to be able to have enough to spread out, to increase, to move as God would have me move. 
Now let me explain it to you just a little bit because some of you are going, what does she mean, dig a well? Well, <laughs> when I dig a well, my office gets messy. When I dig a well, what you will find if you were to sneak in um, or if there was a hidden camera, when I dig a well, and it, it might be that I just need fresh water. I just need fresh water. God, I need to hear from you. I need fresh water. So I might determine in my heart, God, I'm going to dig a well, and I'm going to everything I can find in this word about water. Everything I can find in this word about water. So you might see two or three Bibles laying on the floor, a couple of, of um, translations. You'll see a notebook that's open, some pencils bomb, a couple of boxes of Kleenex because it's messy. When the Lord begins to open up his word to you, there might be praise and worship music playing in the background, and I will sit and I will pour through the scriptures, and I will dig that well. I will dig that well until the water begins to seep through the rock and begins to drench my life in these areas. If you are bitter, if you are angry, if there's something in your life that you cannot get past, there's something stale, repugnant in your life, you need to dig a well. You need to dig a well. You need to get the scriptures and, and lay over these scriptures because the scriptures will make you pliable in his hand. And you never, ever, ever stop digging wells until you get to him. Amen. Until you get to him, you will need continual wells. I was sharing one of the last times that I was with my mom before she passed in March. Our ritual that we loved was on... We would, uh, I would get up first in the morning, and I would go and I would start the coffee, and by the time she came through, I'd have our coffee poured, and we would sit down, and we would just start the day talking. You know, I loved that. That was the most precious thing, and she came through one morning, and she looked bad. Don't tell her I said that, but <laughs> she did. It wasn't like just morning mess up, you know, with your hair on the side or anything. You could tell she was just haggard in her appearance. She was tired, and I said, Mama, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I didn't sleep at all last night. And I said, how come? Why didn't you sleep? And she said, I have been up all night forgiving people. <laughs> and that's a good woman. And she had been up all night searching her heart searching her heart, allowing God to speak to her. She said, I've been all the way back to Chicago. Because <laughs> that was where she and Daddy started their ministry. All the way back to Chicago. And she was digging a well. She was getting some water supply. She was having to go deeper. Guys, we will always need to dig another well. Always. What's interesting to me is that the final well that we see Isaac, standing beside, is what? We read it. The, the well of the oath. See, sometimes we can pass through all of these wells before we ever get to the well of promise. Before we ever get, we get this well of wide open spaces where, where we expand and, and God sends us and we do these things. And then this well of promise where we can just rest in what he's told us. Rest in what he's told us. Be, be confident in what he's told us and, and the things that he's doing. And see, this thing about a whale is that it's generational. 
generational. If you will dig a well, you will be able to, your children will be able to access this well. Remember last week when I said, fight your battles so your children don't have to? Remember when I said, face your demons so that they don't have to fight them later? Dig the wells in your life so that your children, just like Isaac went back and who reopened the wells of his father Abraham, gave them the same names. Some of us have rejected the wells of our fathers. And we need to go back and open them again because there's some good stuff there. But it's generational and it's passed down. These wells, the knowledge that you gain in the scriptures, the things that God teaches you, these become wells in your children's lives. I love this part because it goes on and on. This drenching work that God does. So Isaac did the work. He accessed the supply. He accessed the supply. And what we find is that when it comes time for Isaac to bless his children, he blesses Jacob. Wrong son, but right son. Just worked out. He blesses Jacob. Jacob fought hard to get that blessing. Did some things he wasn't probably really proud of. He went to get that blessing. The first thing, the first thing that Isaac blesses his son with, he says that you would have the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth. Ah, son, that you would have the impartation of God and a rich existing supply. See, here's the thing. All of this impartation, if God pours over and God pours over and there is no seed in the ground, how good is the water? But if we will access existing supply, if we will get the seed of the word in our lives, become full of that word on the inside of us, think what will happen when the imparting rains come next time. Think what will happen when that imparting rain hits the seed that is in the soil of your life. Talk about blooming. Talk about blooming. Get the word rich in your life, my little brother. Get it rich so that when he pours, he can pour. And so today, what I would like to do, if you would stand with us, I will ask some prayer warriors to come down if you want to, but really what's in my spirit, Jesus. If you are one of those who has, God, you have been thirsty and you desire water, and you just want, you want that imparting rain, that, that saturating rain to just touch your life, to give you the encouragement and the strength to move forward. Can you come? We're going to worship. We are getting ready to just, we're going to sing a little bit. But what I, I see in my spirit is that we just want to wait on him for a minute. We've got just a few minutes. So if you need water, I want, can I pray for you too? I would like to pray for anybody that would... That would come. Jesus. Joshua, your worship was so beautiful. Second service, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Let us pray for you. And then we're going to wait for him. Jesus, come on down. Come on down. Jesus. If you have a prayer need, go to these. If you need impartation and just a touch from the Lord, I would love to just pray over you. Extend hands over you. <laughs> Say, ah, oh, Jesus. Ah, yes. oh, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. 
you just reach your hands up to the heavens? Those that have a prayer language, would you use it? Jesus, bless you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Jesus, Father, they have come thirsty. Father, you said that we would come if we were thirsty, and Lord, that you would give us water, Father, that there was no cost to. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask for water. God, drench these, Father God, with your presence. Father, one has said, Lord, I haven't felt your presence in so long, God. So long, God. And Father, I ask right now that you touch him. I ask, God, that you touch him. Father, that he sense your presence in a way that he is not in years. Not in years. Breathe over him, Father God, I ask. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We wait on you. Guys, can you just begin to call on his name? Jesus, Jesus, we bless you, God. We exalt you, Father. He's found in our praises. Oh, God, we bless you, Father. Holy Lord, holy Lord. Latter rain, Father God. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, for a latter day rain, Father God. I ask, Father, that you would pour out on your sons and daughters today, God. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We welcome you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Holy Spirit, breathe over these. Breathe over these waiting here for you Jesus Jesus Jesus
Thank you, Father, that you are bringing forth life. 